0: Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Matthew and Mute. It's hard to believe I've done 17 episodes of this podcast now. And today we have a very special guest on again. Mr. Alan Goodwin is back. Very special. <laughs> back from my, my
1: third episode.
0: Third episode. People love you, mate. So I wanted to get you back on again. And the subject today, you are perfect to have on for it. So I want Alan himself to actually introduce the subject today.
1: Today, we are going to be talking about the relationship between mental and physical health, Mental the disorder. mind-body connection.
0: And how long have you been researching this subject? You came up with a lot of notes. I noticed you had about <laughs> five <laughs> notes there, since, five pages of notes. Since five o'clock this morning. I, no, I've been I've been researching it for, for several years. And Alan comes very prepared. You're the first guest that's actually come with proper notes down, which I'm impressed by. You come with preparation. I, I love it, mate. You always come prepared. You're always very organized. And Alan himself had talks recently, so you're somebody who is... Very, very well informed about mental health, aren't you?
1: I like to, th- I like to think so, but from an experiential point of view, in that I've, I've experienced my own mental health of course, journey, which yeah. obviously we're gonna, we're gonna
0: go into. So, so Alan, I want you to introduce the subject today and just give people an idea about what they could learn in this episode.
1: Right, through my own experience and from years of searching for answers, I have come to believe our mental, emotional, and physical
0: health are closely connected. Also connected and they all interact with each other more than we realize. You've them. told me you've told me a lot about that recently and it's, it's something I was desperate to get you on for because I feel like you're really good at putting it together. When we talked about this, just you and I, I learned a load, so I'm hoping people will learn a lot from it as well. So do you wanna give people a bit of an idea about how you have kind of experienced this over the past, well, your whole life, really? <laughs>
1: Yeah, my my journey starts starts when I'm about four or five years old. So so let's let's go back to the beginning.
0: Go right back to the start,
1: and we will will fill in all the blanks. So I know you know this because we we've talked so many times. So um, my parents went through a very messy divorce when I was like really young. Um, as a result of this, I didn't see my father when I was growing up.
0: Yeah.
1: So. I was raised by, my brother and I were raised by my mother. On her own. On her own. her own. Now, my mother, I've always maintained was, I want to be very clear and say that my mother is a very good woman and she did the best she could. However, she had problems of her own and the pressure of being a single parent. Really took us toll on her mental
0: health. It was too much for her, basically. It, 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 was,
1: it was a lot for her to take on,
0: you know. Which is a lot. You know, she's got two kids to bring up. No one to support her. It is a lot to deal with.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's it was a, a lot of pressure on her. So when we were children, her her mood and her behavior were often very unpredictable. Yeah. Um, you know, I never knew how she would be when I got home from school or or how she would react when, when I approached her to speak to her so I did what a lot of children would have done in my position I learned to keep quiet when I was around her and I often found myself altering my behavior so that I didn't provoke her
0: you basically bottled it all up almost
1: bottled up my emotions that's what I'm getting to yeah 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 that's exactly what I did now, I'm sure you'd understand that the wise thing to do this was the wise thing to do at the time you know because yeah. it made my life easier as a child it ensured my survival but as you say, it came at a cost. Definitely. Came at a massive cost because when a child is raised in an environment that doesn't support self expression, they believe it's not safe to be who they are. And they start to lose their sense of self. And it's the repression of the authentic self in early life that creates childhood trauma. Of course. Okay. How do we respond to trauma? We shut down, we tune out, and we start to disassociate from our emotions. You yes. say that there's Yeah,
0: bottle, bottle, up. bottle all up inside yeah. and bottle until up. it's too late almost.
1: And that that's what our, our society teaches us in the Western world. We, emotionally, we, we repress. Now, when we start to disassociate from our emotions and we start to go into that kind of shutting down process. What happens is our body enters into the stress response known as well, fight or flight, fight or flight. What we don't realize is there's another one
0: fight, flight, or freeze. Uh, I, you've talked about that. See, fight, flight, I've learned it all from you yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you've taught me it all mate.
1: So what happens is our logical brain shuts down and our bloodstream is flooded with these stress hormones, such as adrenaline and cortisol. Yeah. Okay. Now, the purpose of this is so that we can fight for our lives, we can run for our lives. um, And this can be so overwhelming, we can temporarily be paralysed by these feelings. Hence the freeze part of fight, flight, or freeze. Okay. Now, the, the, the fight, flight, freeze response is useful because... It, it, it's basically designed it goes right back to our kind of like caveman selves it's designed to keep us safe natural instinct okay yeah. natural survival instinct It's great when we're in danger but it becomes problematic when we become stuck in this stress response yes which is what happens with trauma okay we become stuck in that that kind of danger kind of kind of feeling and it's been scientifically proven that long-term exposure to these stress hormones can compromise the immune system, leaving us susceptible to viral illness and inflammatory disease. Wow. So it comes right back. Trauma leads to stress response. A shutting down stress response, stress response, flooding us with these hormones, compromises immune system. It's
0: All linked together. All right,
1: now you take the words depression and disease. When we talk about depression, we're talking about it from a kind of clinical medical point of view all right what does depression means it means to push down
0: repress like you said to
1: push down in this case we talk about emotions yes okay take the word disease hyphenate it the body is no longer at ease with itself yes these signs and symptoms are the body communicating it's a feedback mechanism okay so my health problems started during adolescence in terms of physical ailments yeah in adolescence I was diagnosed, and I've I've never actually told Matthew this, I was diagnosed with a condition called hematuria.
0: I've never heard you say that word. No, you never told me that, no.
1: Um, And the reason I don't talk about it was because I grew out of it. But hematuria, anyone who's medically trained will be going, I know what
0: that is. It
1: Basically, um, when I was about nine, ten years old, I started experiencing pain when I was going to the toilet.
0: As young as nine or ten? Yeah.
1: And I found traces of blood in my urine. Oh my God. Because he, blood, turia, urine, (sighs) blood in urine. Now this this can range from a little bit discoloring in the urine, which yeah. I had. Yeah, wasn't it wasn't yeah. it wasn't, it's severe? But some people can actually become anemic with the condition. Wow. Okay. Quite actually quite common in, in adolescence. Um. So I you know as a young man I spent time in hospital twice. Um. As an inpatient having samples removed from my kidneys, just little biopsies. Sounds worse than it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> you don't do that. But my point is, we talked about these stress hormones cortisol adrenaline yeah okay where's adrenaline produced it's produced in the adrenal glands where are the adrenal glands located on the kidneys
0: so that's what was happening
1: so so you know you, so you, you start to
0: piece it together you think it's starting from as young as that age all these the build-up was starting then basically. yeah so wow.
1: i was i was in that stress response because of this this relationship that's having to repress my emotions to to, to survive my childhood. Wow. Stress response, adrenaline, issues with my kidneys. That was where my physical health problems started. Okay, so I was, as I said, by the time I was a teenager, I'd, I'd kind of grown out of this. Uh, kidney function returned to normal, as, as the doctors predicted I would. With hematuria, generally, they, they, they think that, you know, it's quite common in adolescence and teenage years, and we do tend to go to out of it. Then, as I got into my teenage years, that was when the problems really started so this is where I so was the it. body's going to kind of step up and, and start to communicate that a little, little bit a little more. bit more yeah okay so that started with with chronic knee pain um gut issues and you you know what's coming next because by the time i'd reached adulthood i was living with full-blown fibromyalgia yes okay for anyone who doesn't know what fibromyalgia is it, um, it, it involves a lot of brain fog so we get a lot of like cognitive issues confusion memory loss a lot of physical pain pain in the joints pain in the muscles that kind of fiery lactic acid you know as, as pts yeah we train people um sometimes we'll we'll give them harder sessions i'll get that burn in the muscles and
0: that's what but, you experience with
1: fibromyalgia that's there permanently um,
0: do you remember the first time you ever experienced that do you like remember a- like a certain day where you felt that happening to yourself, or was it just a gradual thing?
1: There, there was like, like I say, with the hematuria, that there was always, um, you know, I was quite a sick kid. Yeah, there was always issues there. Um, but I was sort of late teens, eighteen, late 19. teens was when I, you know my body went into this this kind of shutdown, this chronic disease. Sort so of
0: thing. After you'd been through school, been I, through. yeah, I was maybe a year or two after I left school. Yeah, um,
1: when when it really hit. And I believe this was my body's way of telling me it was not in a state of balance, a way of communicating its dis-ease because I had never felt safe enough or been encouraged to express my emotions in a healthy way.
0: Yes. So there's your link emotions so, so in, that, in, in physical it's health. so powerful. Isn't it? It's amazing to you know. to when you look back like that, how much each of those each of those days in your childhood would have built up and. Then for this to happen, it's, it's it's quite remarkable to be honest to hear it because you've told me about it, but just hearing it going right back to your childhood is it all—it's incredible.
1: It all connects. I mean, you think about it, when people are stressed, they get eczema, they get irritable bowel.
0: You know, these, these I get quite, quite a lot of psoriasis in my back when I get stressed. It's, it doesn't have much, but when I was stressed, for instance, when I was doing PT a lot of hours, I'd get a lot of that on my back, and I was like, oh, it's just it's just my skin. But I know now it was stress. I don't get it anymore. So it's it's incredible. It's so powerful.
1: And the parts of our brain will actually start to shut down. The, yeah. the thinking brain starts to shut down to prepare us for the fight, flight, freeze.
0: A bit like when we were sitting, because we talked about this in the first episode, when we were sitting down having a coffee um, together and I told you about my mental health issues. I was dizzy that whole time. I was just going around my head because I was so in my own head. I was losing focus. I was losing balance. I'd often just forget what I was talking about. Mm. I was talking to you and I just forget what I was saying yeah. and I know now that's what was causing it. I was repressing everything. I wasn't telling people I was unwell for years and then out of nowhere I told people and it helped. It helped. It's crazy. Yeah
1: and these, these are things we talk about in the in the talks I've delivered isn't it? The, the, the power of, of talking and sharing. So you know we, we've talked about how the, this emotional repression, this, this trauma can lead to disease yes problems but i think it's also important to address i believe we can also reverse the symptoms of depression yes anxiety disease by addressing the trauma by going back to the start of the problems i
0: completely agree um, man. i completely agree
1: and that comes from learning to express our authentic selves okay and by taking a, a holistic approach to healing our body and mind okay okay and that's the approach that that I've adopted in my, in my life, which I want to go on and talk well, about. I want to hear about that, yeah. Um, slight side note, though, before I go on with this, is I want to be very clear and, and, and say that I'm talking about stress-related disease, okay? I do recognise that illnesses, illness can be attributed to other factors. Of course. That's not, yeah. that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about specifically trauma-related stress-related disease. How can be related, disease, yeah, you know? of course. Okay. So that's kind of what I believe was how my problems came to be
0: Um, and like as it goes back so far you know I I knew it happened when you were you were younger but just hearing about how it developed and how young you were is it's quite mind-blowing to be honest you know you hear in the talks but when I'm actually hearing it just face to face with you it's like wow
1: well I mean I'm writing a talk just now that really delves into this so this has been great research not just for coming on here but also for for the the next talk that I'm writing as well um, and when I really started, I mean, I always felt that it all connected. Yes. You know, I always felt that my, my physical, mental health were, were all linked back to my childhood. But when I started to sort of delve into it and go into in a lot of detail and you start to piece piece it all together, you know, you, like like I said, the thing about, you know, knowing that I had this condition where um, I had issues with my kidneys as a child. And then, then when I started to realize that trauma had created the stress response.
0: Which then led up stress, to you know, yeah.
1: you know and, the, and the adrenal glands being in the kidneys, it just, it was this massive wow moment of this all makes sense.
0: I didn't know that stuff. You That's know? why I'm so like, I, I, I didn't know any of that about you. Um, you Like I said, you've not told me as far back as that. So it's, it's so, it, it's just so clear in my head now like mm-hmm. how it happened yeah. to you yeah which is amazing um so thanks for sharing that honestly thank you for sharing that
1: i, I kept it until i came on here so we would get like the full
0: shot for <laughs> you, matthew <laughs> honestly just, just just so you know i'm not just lying like <laughs> for the for, for the for the podcast but I, i'm doing it because i honestly have no idea that's how it happened to him yeah. Um uh, right okay on to the next let's learn about let's learn about it mate
1: so what, what I want to go into now is we've obviously talked about, um, you know, that, that, that link between the mental, emotional, yeah. uh, physical health, uh, how it can lead to, to, to disease state. What we want to do here is we want to, okay, well, how do we fix this? How yes. do we go about it? Um, the, the answer is, it, it, it's quite a great answer because there's lots of different ways. I'm going to talk about what I do. What helps you? Um, what helps one person doesn't always necessarily help another person. Um, but my hope is that I can at least give give some food for thought yeah um so the first thing and it's a thing that we are advocates of as personal trainers is movement exercise
0: any kind of movement. activity
1: okay so strength training works for me yeah i've always found a real sense of empowerment in strength training and um, for me it was more than just getting the nice physique there was always something empowering about that it helped connect me with my body Another way of reconnecting with the body and calming the nervous system down from that that fight or flight or freeze into yep. what we call rest or digest when we're sort of switching the nervous system off is yoga.
0: Yoga. You you're probably good. knew I was going to say that. Alan's good at yoga. I'm not. Well, you're you're better than most personal trainers because you're actually quite mobile.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have I have done formal yoga in the past. What what I tend to do now is I tend to incorporate a lot of the. Um, different facets of yoga into my own training. So, I don't formally do it, but I, certainly, in terms of the movement side of things, you know, like uh, mobility, flexibility stuff, I, I incorporate that in the yeah. spiritual side of it as well.
0: Do you get the music on the background as well? Get, get the, right the real music
1: on, get the pan flute on. <laughs> Are
0: you dressed apart as well? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you, when you're doing your yoga, you're dressed in a different outfit to when you do your normal workouts. So. Yeah,
1: foot full on the pandas. When it comes to, to exercise and movement, my advice would be do what you enjoy.
0: Absolutely, mate. That's what I say to my clients. Because what's the point in doing it if you don't like it? it Do you make enjoy? No sense. Um I i found like touching
1: on a little bit like I say a little bit of yoga type stuff, strength training, um, that worked for me. Yeah.
0: That worked for me. Um the
1: second thing, again, stating the obvious with, with these initial ones, but they are important, nutrition.
0: Nutrition. Which you you're you're Somebody that really takes your nutrition seriously. I've always respected you because you, you weigh at your food, you're very careful on what you eat, not a lot of processed food at all. I've gone to Nando's with you, and you've been even in Nando's, you're like I've got to make sure I'm getting my, my nutrition. I've got to make sure I'm on point with that, which I respect you for because a lot of people do not take the nutrition seriously.
1: It's um, I, I think certainly when we're talking about a holistic somatic approach to healing, yes, nutrition is 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 vital. Um, what I do, um, I find that I follow diet high in protein and dietary fiber. Yeah. So protein's your growth and repair, you know, your, your immune system, your healing of course. Okay, fiber, bowel health. Okay, uh, I, re- I avoid refined sugar, processed foods, as you say, whenever possible. Um, I don't drink alcohol, place a huge importance in hydration. And more recently, I don't think I've told you this because I haven't seen you. I've massively cut down on gluten
0: you haven't told me that yeah I know a few clients have to cut down gluten because it does it can mess up the digestive system it can mess up just a few things and um, did you find that hard or was that something that just happened easily for you? um
1: no I, I mean I'm, I'm always I'm always about changing one thing at a time I, I don't think like all these things I just reeled off there things like protein fiber nutrition I, you know I think it's rather than you know as PTs we don't throw that at clients no. Say, well, okay, you've got twelve things to change about your diet for next week. We work on one thing at a time. So I'm always looking to refine and improve my nutrition as I as I go. Um, Have you found it helps so far? It or... has helped. Wow. It has helped. And here's here's getting into the science of it. Um, I get a lot of irritable bowel that tends to come with fibromyalgia. Yeah. A lot, okay. A lot of stomach bloating. When I eat a lot of gloat- gluten, I feel very sort of full and bloated and heavy. Out? Where do we store our emotions? <laughs>
0: so you're 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 basically doing both at the same time which is uh, yeah. and, and have you been doing that for a while now because i think i saw i haven't seen you for a few months at least maybe two so yeah, yeah I
1: th- we haven't caught up for it very well yeah. um i it was round about the turn of the year mm-hmm. so what we into now into march so about three months, ago, three months I, ago i two three months ago i started um i haven't eliminated it completely um it's hard because it's, it's a lot of
0: food it's it's
1: very very difficult to eliminate completely
0: um what you find the hardest like breakfast lunch dinner what you find the hardest to with
1: well i think i think things like the breads and all that are fantastic um they've, they've come on and the pastas and whatnot it's, yeah. it's do you know what it is it's oatcakes. Oat you know how i love, you, love cakes you know i love <laughs> a wee bit of chili jam and a bit of goat's cheese and that's my my post-workout snack delicious um and i'm just not i haven't gotten on board with the gluten-free oat cakes yet. Yes,
0: but planned yeah
1: it, yeah uh-huh. Yeah. Um so that's that's kind of the first things i would say is go to in terms of that holistic approach is exercise nutrition now, yeah. there's a side note on this and what i want to say is diet and exercise are they're crucial they're yeah. you know they're important pieces of the health, health jigsaw but they alone are not the answer they're not the answer okay western medicine tends to teach us that disease is a physical problem and as as we've uncovered and, and hopefully discussed in this this podcast as it goes a little deeper than that. Yes. Okay because if achieving a state of health was solely dependent on getting our 5 a day and our 10,000 steps then I wouldn't have gotten sick you know and I and I wouldn't have lived with chronic pain for the last 20 25 yeah. years because I mean you you see how clean I eat and how well I look after my body. Unbelievable. Okay. So I'm not saying <laughs> negate them I'm saying they're 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 integral pieces of the jigsaw, but it was a little bit more to healing than Definitely. just the, the these physical elements. More ground than than that, yeah. Um, so the next thing, um, you know, once I'd got that in place a couple of years back, that was when I started getting into meditation, mindfulness, breath work. So what did we do before we started the podcast? We took we did a massive a of, breath. Yeah, didn't we? we did it. We did it breathing,
0: <laughs> and it helped. It really did because we had a few runs and it just wasn't feeling natural. But we did that and we talked for a little bit. And then straight away, we both felt better. Like I took that really? big deep breath and I was like, oh, I feel a little bit less stressed.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, breathwork, meditation, similar effect to yoga in that it calms the nervous system. And it brings us out of that state of, of that yeah. that adrenaline, that fight or flight. It has been scientifically proven that just five minutes in sitting meditation can lower cortisol levels. Which is one wow. of the stress hormones. Five minutes. Okay, and it's been in the last ten years when they've scientifically started to measure the the, the physiological effects of meditation. That was one of the first things that was uncovered. Cortisol <sighs> levels start to drop.
0: Five minutes. People five scroll minutes. their phones for an hour. Yeah. So five minutes a time. It's five minutes. It's unbelievable I don't um, know how much of an effect that can have.
1: And that's and I think we've talked about in the in the last two um, episodes that I've been on. We we've talked quite a lot about meditation. Mindset, we have,
0: yeah. So. I remember you were telling me about how you sit on the bench and do it and you just like meditate
1: just... I, I, I like, quite like outdoor meditation yeah, yeah. I,
0: I, that's that's another one obviously we both love the outdoors and how how good it makes you feel afterwards as well so that's another one that's important very
1: very healing which leads us on to the next point which is walking in nature and spending oh, time around animals there you go um, and again, on, on the last podcast, when we talked about the, the, the four happy brain chemicals, we went into this in quite a lot of detail um, in terms of being in nature will increase uh, serotonin levels, being around animals, oxytocin levels. And again, these are very calming, happy hormones, yes. which can help bring that, that nervous system out of hyperarousal into a, a kind of more balanced,
0: sort of relaxed state. Yeah.
1: I mean in, in any forms of relaxation to, to be quite honest you know I love a princess bath don't you princess a princess bath everyone not know it's a regular bath but it's got lots of candles relaxing music
0: bubbles i, I had to use that for my clip when i was posting on instagram cuz i have 60 seconds and i was like right what can i put in 60 I'll, I'll use this one because it's, it's the best clip from the podcast, i can't lie <laughs>
1: i love a bath and again really calming calming music
0: calming music movies yeah.
1: although i would say with movies you probably want to avoid the shoot 'em yeah. ups yeah, you know the, the the mega violent ones because again they they put us back to that aroused state the, and the fight or flight you and know? the fight
0: or flight. And obviously, you don't want to use movies as your only way because then if you are just sitting on the couch watching movies all the time, it's not going to have the same effect as say going out for a walk and then coming home and watching a movie. So a bit of balance, obviously, a bit
1: a bit of balance and, yeah. and like like the exercise nutrition thing. You know, watching cami movies alone is not is not going to do the job. But we're looking at building that kind of arsenal of, of tools yeah, yeah. That, that we can that we can come into. Um, and something that I would massively recommend as well, if we're if we're talking about actual childhood trauma, or we've been in that depressed state where we've, you know, we've learned to depress our our emotions over time, it can be very difficult to unlearn that. Yeah. And that's where I would look at trained professionals and looking at going into, into therapy. Yeah. So um, I recently returned to to therapy myself because I felt that I needed to do some of the more deeper emotional healing work how's that going it's going pretty well i mean it's early stages just yet but i felt that a lot of the other stuff had i'd already gotten in place you know the stuff that we've just mentioned yeah and you know my therapist actually said to me she's like well that's usually where i start so we can skip that because you've you've, you've already got that in place so we can get down the rabbit hole in, in, into the
0: emotional you're stuff. you past level one then, you're on to level two. <laughs> uh,
1: well, yeah, I mean, I, I think the work I'm currently doing, it, it really involves honouring the, you know, the emotions that, that weren't validated in early life. Yeah, absolutely. So it's yeah. it's kind of like, we call it like inner child work, you know, child healing work. Um, there's various therapies designed to treat trauma. Um, I, I don't claim to be an expert in all of them, but examples are CBT, yes I've heard a lot about it, yeah. therapy um it's it's uh, renowned for for trauma therapy okay exposure therapy which obviously means you know it, it's g- going in going in there um eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy reprocessing therapy oh, okay that's a tongue twister <laughs> e- what if anyone's interested in that what i would do is i'd google emdr okay okay um, and psychotherapy, which is psychotherapy, kind okay. of where the, the route that I'm going down just now. Uh, and again, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend doing a lot of research, um, maybe even talking to a few therapists before before, before starting them. treatment. Um, some some will offer free consultations, which is a great opportunity to to ask questions. That, that's what I did with my therapist. I just got in touch and said, right, okay, you know, here's here's what I'm doing already. Here's what I think I need help with. Can you help?
0: You know. And they supported you, which is fantastic. eh? Um, You know, the fact that you've shared a lot of stuff is amazing, Alan, honestly, because I reckon a lot of people are going to take a lot of stuff from that. Like I have, like I honestly got to know you more as well in that episode, which is great.
1: There's things that you don't know. Slight side note, though, just before we finish is, um, I mean, therapy obviously is beneficial in the long term um but i would say that going into the wounds can be painful and it's it's worth mentioning that things can sometimes get worse before they get better because we're you know we're we're sort of stirring up the 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 muddy lake so to speak so um that was why i personally left this step until last you know i did all the other stuff first until i felt ready to actually go in and into the wounds
0: so you've always mentioned you have to go through your pain almost you can't go around but you have to face it
1: you Helen know. Keller said, the only way out is through. I think I quoted that one. You and did I remember the it saying, it. I listen, <laughs> I listen
0: yeah. and I learn a lot from you. So, um, you know, in the three episodes you've done, I've learned loads and this one, especially, like, I didn't know all that stuff about your childhood. I didn't know a lot about what you just talked about there. So, you know, it's, it's the, actually, it got me thinking as well like I didn't even I didn't even think I was going to speak about my anxiety but it got me thinking about my anxiety which is crazy yeah Um, so you you
1: could argue that these are these are holistic conditions you know they're they're mental physical
0: conditions 100% a
1: couple of things I would say is if anyone's interested in learning more on this I would recommend the work of Gabor Matty Gabor, Gabor, G-A-B-O-R, and then mate is spelt mate. Type his name in YouTube and you will see hundreds of interviews and videos. He does a lot of work on that kind of mental, emotional, physical health. Does a lot of work on trauma. Fantastic. Chap on Instagram called Ryan Rose Evans. Ryan Rose Evans. He is a trauma specialist as well. Okay. Um, and my old mentor, David, Dr. David Mickle.
0: Amazing.
1: Google him. He's actually based in Elgin. He does a lot of work. He's in, local, right? Um, you know about emotions and health. So a couple of couple places to look if anyone's interested in kind of learning a bit more about this. Amazing,
0: that's brilliant, Alan. Uh, hopefully, the people who listen to the end will hopefully get those written down, and they'll actually, if they need help, they can contact them, which is amazing. Uh, right, I want everyone who listened to this just to hopefully, if you've listened to all the way all the way through, give Alan a message if you want to. If you want to learn a bit more, uh, we'll be happy to help you guys and i'm hoping to get him on for even more podcasts because he's the best on guest. for number four <laughs> i'll bring you a coffee next time I'm sorry there's a green tea today love um, green tea it's fine <laughs> He actually asked for a green tea well i said what do you want he went, green tea's fine uh so thank you so much for listening guys and um, this was an awesome episode and i hope everyone learned a little bit more about mental and physical health and also i hope you enjoyed our story anything you want to say before we go alan yeah one last
1: thing yes i think in terms of things that we can be doing is self-recognition self-recognition it's so important, you know. I've got a huge respect for anyone who is currently doing the healing work or considering doing it because it's hard.
0: It's tough. You have it to go. It is
1: tough, and trauma is often multigenerational. Yeah, you know, it's been passed down through the family, and that's not apportioning blame. It's just, it's just what we do. Yes, we learn behaviors, we pass them down, and I think it takes a lot of courage to be the one who ends the cycle. And what I would say to anyone who's who, who you know is striving to do that. Is that they should be incredibly proud of themselves yeah i, agree. And I think I that's, I that's a really huge nice part say. of healing yeah huge
0: part of healing is basically give yourself a pat on the back yeah. and say well done and say i'm good i'm i'm, I'm an amazing person because uh, a lot of people don't do that they don't give themselves that credit that self-credit our um, culture teaches us not to uh, like basically it's gonna if you do that your your ego's big or you're boasting but you should be proud of what you do, basically.
1: Self love. And I'm I, I wanna I wanna go on record and say I'm incredibly proud of who I am. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> some some people probably are. I
1: am and I don't care.
0: Right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um hope all, all and I hope you all enjoyed and I hope you'll tune into the next one as well. Thank you guys.